Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Javon J. Love Adams. And with me as always is my man, Ed Smith. He played professional baseball, also played in the National Football League, which is the focus of the show. As I always like to say, he's vested. If you know, if you know, you know, that makes sense. It's important. It's an important thing. We like to call him easy, man. How you doing? Man, I hate when people try to make me look like a fool. Like they try to, you know. And right now, brother, Cardinals are trying to make me look like a fool. Uh, you know, <laughs> look like I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Here we are, you know, halfway through the season now. Yes, sir. Those dudes are sitting at eight and one after going out to San Fran doing what they did. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, and I know it's a long season, but thus far they've been clowning me. So. <laughs> Clown to me a little bit too. Clown to me a little bit too. I was on the right side of it this week, but so as Ed alluded to, we are going to be recapping the uh, the 49ers game. Uh, the Cardinals are now eight and one, and they're heading into a Week Ten matchup against the Car- Carolina Panthers. They're coming here to Arizona to the uh, State Farm Stadium. A couple things that I wanted to talk about. Of course, your thoughts on the performance, but Colt McCoy, I know you on our radio show, I was saying, yeah, you gotta, gotta believe in Colt McCoy. You should have seen the look that my partner gave me about Colt McCoy, but, <laughs> but Colt McCoy came through. Also, the running game, despite Edmonds going down after the, after his first carry, right in the first quarter, um, you know, James Conner went and did his thing. And, of course, we know there was one trucking incident. There was a drive-by. Somebody got hurt. But, you know, Benjamin uh, had, a, had a great run. The defense did its thing. And uh, just kind of your overall thoughts. So let's start with the macro level, your thoughts on how this game played out. Uh, I was I was a little concerned slightly going in when we found out that that uh, Kyler Murray tried to kind of doing some walkthroughs and stuff like that. It's It's – it's uh, so it's estimated or suspected that or, or rumored to be that he has a high ankle sprain. And so I'll let you because, you know, about you played the game and you know, high ankle sprains and what that stuff means. But your thought on a macro level of this game and how it played out. Well, you know, you and I talked on Saturday and with a quarterback not practicing all week and then the telltale sign for me, Jay, and I think I even mentioned it. In fact, they were coming off the mini bye where they played a Thursday game against Green Bay. They had the extra rest to get ready for this prep, to get ready to go out to San Fran. And by the end of the week, Murray still had not touched the field as far as practice. And I thought to myself, there's absolutely no way, zero possibility, that after a week and a half of no practice and prepping for this game, that the Cardinals would send him out there. And I think previously we talked about it as well. Dallas did a similar thing with Dak a week or so ago when all week long it was, well, he it's a game-time decision. Man, we knew darn well they were going to put Zach 
deck out there by the time game day rolled around. I had the same suspicion with this one, which led me to my prognostication that, okay, I know Colt is, has been a, a viable backup source for quite a while, but we know <laughs> Colt is not Murray. And I thought to myself, man, they're going to go out there and they're going to put up a good effort, but they're going to give one away, you know, and rightfully, you know, who can blame them, you know, right, right. over there without your top quarterback, franchise quarterback, minus D-Hop, and a yeah. whole bunch of other things, right? Yes. Man, let me tell you something. Man. I, I Not only have I become more of a believer in the Cardinals organization, Okay, I've become a believer in one Cliff Kingsbury, bro. Woo! Standing on the sideline with the shades on, I saw a whole lot of confidence, and I saw some creativity in that uh, game plan. Yes, the Kirk, the, the Kirk pass, Christian Kirk pass. Yes, a lot of different. I mean, bro, it was almost like he was like, "Look, no Murray, no problem." You know, he was just like, "We yeah. got this." And what did he do? He came out so dynamic formations and creativity with his plays, minus his big playmaker. Yes. And I, bro, totally shocked. And I'm looking across at Shanahan, who's supposed to be, quote unquote, the genius. He schooled him. And then, yeah. like, our defense, man, take that on the road. When you could, defense travel. Offense does not always travel because right. of, there's so many things involved with it. The quarterback's down, weather. Uh, you name it, that can just throw off an offense, crowd noise, et cetera, et cetera, right? True. But your defense, for the most part, that's like, I mean, that's like having extra deodorant in your bag, man. It just comes, <laughs> it just comes with you, bro. And yeah. this defense has proven to me, along with Cliff Kingsbury and his creativeness to come out, and like I said, minus your dynamic quarterback, that does not mean we cannot still be dynamic. And he showed me that with uh, Colt McCord. Kept it simple. Colt, Colt dropped back through the ball 26 times, 22 uh, uh, passing yards, or 22 uh, completions. We ran the ball 39 times, dog. Yeah. And your, your boy Connor, man, yeah. what, 10 touchdowns now? Something yeah. in that area? Yeah, 10 touchdowns, 11 total because he has one uh, one receiving touchdown. Ooh, boy, you're talking about, and, I, and I'm throwing this out there, and we Uh-oh. saw one of the things that we saw this week was some of the Top contenders, your Buffalo, your Dallas, the Rams. We saw them take some hits. Meanwhile, we go on the road and win one with our backup quarterback. I'll be doggone it, Jay. I'm going to say it. You heard it here from me. And I'm saying this week, the Cardinals, in my opinion, are the best team in the NFL. I'm not saying moving forward because it's a week-to-week process. Right right now, my power rankings, and, you know, Tampa Bay included, I'm putting the Cardinals as the best team. In the NFL, we'll see where we go from here. But I could not have been more impressed from what they did, minus some stars. And like I said, Kingsbury looking cool as all that, looking cool as us out of the pillow. I got to ask, I know you saw this. I know you saw this. Dropbacks. Hey, dropbacks? <laughs> hey, <laughs> under center? Dropback. Ooh. Under center? Yeah, there was, boy. We, we did see some things that you can do with Colt that we don't necessarily <laughs> – can do with Murray, and we are not saying get rid of Murray, but, to, no, but, you, no. but based upon certain key performance indicators or certain metrics, meaning sometimes that's height. You know, I mean, we know Murray's faster, yeah, but, but Colt is taller, 
And so just being able to drop back a little bit. And then we also saw what was it, that QB sneak, if I'm not mistaken, on a on a, yeah. on a short yardage. I mean, yeah. some different things that we saw there. And that's good to be able to – that so that you're not so tied to one thing. If you if the backup does happen to come in, you can still be able to try to be aggressive in different ways. But that drop back, man, the drop back kind of – yeah, it, I, I noticed I, it. I, I, I tell, you, tell you one person who really appreciated that, and I guarantee you, James Conner. Oh, yes. Connor, it was a totally, I mean, I'm telling you, it's a totally different run style when you got a quarterback under center and you can get seven deep and start picking out your holes. And, and then what it also does, Jay, it brings in the play action more. And yeah. then you can run your screens and different things. And if I'm, if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, I'm actually having a sit down with Kyler to say, Hey, look, you know, you're obviously you're our franchise guy. There's some things that we haven't done to this point that with our little experiment with Colt, Sure. We need to incorporate some of these things into our game plan with you as well, and I hope you're not adverse to them because these things will definitely help us moving forward. And here's the thing. I guarantee you – well, this is my opinion. Let's just say I can't guarantee anything. But I know why certain things aren't in the game plan because each week the one of the first things that the offensive coordinator slash head coach in this situation and your quarterback, when they sit down, they talk about – Okay, here's our list of things that we're most comfortable with and not really as comfortable with. Go over formations. Formations also include whether you want to be under center or taking it in the shotgun formation. So I guarantee you there are times when, hey, this might run better if we put put you on the center. Nah, nah. nah. And yeah. we, we can do the same thing from shotgun. I just have to do a you know, read option. Or, of- or, or could it be this? Or could it be this? Let's say, um, let's say you're trying to you, – you're talking to your kid and say, you know what I think you should do is if you really, if you really want to, you know, excel in whatever sport it is, I think you should go and shoot, you know, free throws. Now I don't want to shoot free throws. They have a game where they go and they miss four free throws at the end of a game and they lose the game. And next thing they come up to you and say, Hey, you want to go out in the back and shoot free throws with me? <laughs> so, <laughs> you might come in there and say, Hey, I was thinking about going in the center a little bit more coach. What you think? Here's an interesting <laughs> thing too, Jack. We all know. There's no way in this earth, even in an alternate alternate universe. You know, you watch the uh, you, you know the old comic books when they have bizarre world, yes, stuff sir. like that. There's no way that Kyler has anything to worry about as far as losing his job. But I guarantee you, when you were looking at some of the, if you're on the sideline, I don't care who you are, yeah. you're looking out there and you're seeing some of the success, success and everything gelling, especially coming off the Green Bay game. You're looking, you're like, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> now, that looks pretty good out there, you know. Yeah, and yeah, I don't care who right. you are. Yeah, I don't care who you are. There's a sense of, one, man, I need to get back out there and do my thing. And so, you know, because it would have been like if, if they would have went out there and stunk it up and, you know, Colt looked like he was just out of place, it would have been expected. And it also would have made Cairo look like even more of, like, bruh, look what happened in Green Bay this week. Yeah, with, with the, with the, you know, Aaron Rodgers was because we talked about him all last week about how bonehead he is for some of the decisions he's made and stuff. Bro, he was sitting at home in his big lounger watching that game on that 80 inch screen, screen TV yesterday yeah. when they went out there to face the, the, the Chiefs. He was like, Yep, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what y'all gonna do without me? You know, where yeah. flip flop it, Kyle was on the sideline, there's nothing you can do about that. And obviously, like I said, he is the franchise quarterback, but we saw there were some things clicking. And looking pretty good, and they were doing some different things with Colt that I know Kingsbury would like to do with Murray. So maybe 
who knows, maybe he'll be a little more open to suggestion moving forward, getting him yes, on the sir. center and doing some different things, you know? Yes, sir. Now, you mentioned – so we talked about Colt McCoy. We talked about uh, about Connor and his performance. So great. Now, with, with Evans being down, so he's going to be – he's probably going to be out for a couple of weeks. It's just a, it's just one of those things that's probably going to happen. High ankle sprain. But Eno Benjamin – did he did he show enough to you to give you a little bit of belief in him? And what is it when you have that on film, you trucking somebody and not just trucking and you falling down too, trucking and you keep going? Does that does I'm not saying that all of a sudden people will be fe- filled with fear when they see him, but does that give you a quarter a millisecond of somebody pausing and saying I don't want to be on the next highlight reel for anybody? Jay, you ever been in a situation where you weren't the number one? You even as a you might have been somewhere doing a performance and you were like the secondary act or whatever. And then all of a yes. sudden, number one goes down, right? And it's like, Jay, we need you to step up in this spot, you know. Just go out there and give us your best shot, you know. Yeah. And you go out there, and here's the thing when I was playing, I was always on high alert. Like my career, when I finally got to the NFL, I was like, Look, you can't let a moment come and not be ready and prepared. Right. Because you might only get that one shot. So for Benjamin, he's probably been salivating all this time. Man, what am I going to get my shot? I know what I can do, you know. And they finally got it, bro. And there are the people that take advantage of it. Yes. And there are the people that don't. And then wish, man, I hope I get another one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, bro, I know a whole lot of dudes that wish they would have got another one. They never got another one. Ooh, so man. for Benjamin to go out there and do what he did, one – Everybody's always watching in this game, meaning film is on tape. Other, you know, what whether it works out with the Cardinals here, whatever his career, he can always look back on this day and say, This carried me to here and beyond, right? Right. So, right. and I, I had an experience, I did have an experience like that when I made the switch to football. I was over in Europe, uh, you know, a nobody, seriously, a nobody. I'm just trying to make some type of impression so I can figure out what I can do to get back to the States to get in the NFL, if at all possible. I had, in our third game, I had a catch in the back of the end zone against London. A diving catch turned out to be the play of the week on the George Michael sports machine. I, don't know, I, I remember, I remember that. I remember that. So, in the third game, I made this catch totally vertical to the ground, about five, six feet off the ground, made yeah. the catch back in the end zone. Next thing you know, I'm getting calls the following whatever day it was. Family and everybody tell me, hey, you made the George Michael sports. That was my moment. That was my opportunity. You know, say I missed that catch or whatever. You know, I probably could have maybe got another opportunity to really open some eyes. But when you have that moment, as Benjamin did, the trucking, man, I'm telling you, you take advantage of that. That will live with him, you know, uh, for a long time. And I hope it does spur on, uh, you know, opportunities for him in his career. Speaking of an opportunity, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Let's talk about Marcus Golden. Three sacks yesterday. Uh, a gentleman that had been sitting on five for a while, like he was uh, playing the loonies since week one, was was Chandler Jones. So he got so he got that uh, kind of uh, record breaking sack to set a record for for the Arizona Cardinals with his time here. But Marcus Golden three sacks. I mean that's that's the kind of that's the kind of aggression that you need, especially when you have some folks out. Again, we've we've talked about JJ Watt before, but we, the fact that we have somebody that was at least applying pressure on the pressure to the to the to the offense uh from the defensive side of the ball so talk about Marcus Golden and the impression that he may be made on you once again man I'm so you know I look at this list of players the defensive players the number of people that had 
in some instances, just one tackle. But it's a whole bunch of dudes that had one tackle. And, you know, threes and fours. And, you know, we don't have anybody. Like Jordan Hicks led led the way with eight total tackles, six of them uh, solo. So, you know, you look at some of these other teams, and they've got dudes out there, 12, 13, 14, 15 tackles. And we used to have that with Buddha. Last last year, remember how Buddha was just, like, all over the place? Why, Jay? Because he was the only one out there basically tackling at, at certain times. Yes, Buddha sir. Was, I mean, it was like there was two Buddhas out there, and I throw this all the time. Remember that Bugs Bunny commercial cartoon? <laughs> Bugs Bunny on first base, Bugs Bunny on second base, Bugs Bunny on third base. You know. <laughs> That's how it was last year with Buddha damn near. This year, I mean, we, we have a whole bunch of dudes contributing. And for Marcus Golden, once again, same thing with Benjamin, opportunity calls, and what do you do? You go out there and you show out. And what I love is Vance – has gotten to a point where he is so unpredictable and creative with this defense. Mm-hmm. And he gets a whole lot of people involved. And like I said, this week, Marcus Golden, who is it going to be next week? That's what that, that's my – and Chandler Donald Jones does not have to carry the load the way he did before he got hurt last year and then at the start of the season with his five in the first game. I mean, you can tell teams are still focusing on him. They're not going to allow him to beat him. Well, I'll be doggone if a whole lot of the people aren't ganging up and, and making an impression that at some point you're going to have to ease up off the off of singling out Chandler Jones. And then what happens? Once Then he gets unleashed again. Well, we've gotten so much production from this team individually in the small. I always say it doesn't matter, man. It could be one play. You could have one tackle in the game. Right. It's so insignificant. But that could be the one tackle that – you stopped somebody and we didn't even realize it, but they had to squirt out the backside of that, you know, defense. You know, they score could have been a 70 or 80 yard run, changes the whole dynamics of a game. So all those guys with one tackle, like I'm saying, it that's all it takes sometime, man, to make an input on the game. And like I said, we see so many dudes showing out. And I'm I'm really impressed. So before we move to the uh to the Carolina Panthers, now were you impressed or you think it was kind of stupid that the John back and forth uh, with on the sideline that ended up getting a, a penalty for Kingsborough? I thought it was kind of cool. Your coaches, your coaches, he wasn't trying to go out there and fight somebody, but he wasn't, he didn't have no back down in him either. If they, I was impressed by that. Yeah. I could say it's almost like um, you want your quarterbacks to be dignified, right? Okay. Um, you know, for, for instance, I've never been a big fan of Cam Newton. I mean, you know, I'm okay. like, handle yourself like you've been there before. And obviously there's certain things that are beneath you. And sometimes you know, with all the Superman stuff and different things, he just went overboard. Not a big fan of that. My coaches, my, especially my head coach, okay. I want you to keep your cool at all times because you are one, the leader of the ship. And mm-hmm. uh, for just a split second, you kind of lost where you were. Okay. You know, and, Although I like it in terms of, hey, you showed me a little something because you're no punk, get him back down, you know. At the same time, I want you to keep you cool. Like, that's that's beneath you. When your man out there running his mouth, let him yeah. run his mouth. You, you should, you, your, team, hey, your team is out there to back you up, your players. Believe right. me, anybody threatens the one thing, you threaten your, my quarterback, it's all game bets are off. You threaten my head coach, man, we got, we got a whole other issue and a whole bunch of problems now. And right. we'll get solved, and we'll take care of it between the sixty minutes between the two sidelines. You know, Kingsbury. Like I said, if he had, if you ask him in public, he would say, "You know, I lost my cool for a minute there. Won't happen again." But I guarantee you, behind the scenes, 
he got a lot of cred yeah. from the players, and that's cool because, like I said, he, bro, at one point I look over there, he got the shades on, looking at his seat and everything. I'm like, he's, he's out there handling his business, you know? <laughs> so I'm really impressed with Kingsbury right now. So you mentioned something just briefly when you talked about the demeanor of the coach on the sideline, and it's the 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 contrast to that was with Shanahan. I mean, he just – he looked to be so out of sorts. And I don't know if that's how he always is in terms of the way in which he coaches, but yelling and so demonstrative and seeming and just, just being so yeah, just demonstrative in the way in which he was reacting, just seemed very angry. Um, opposite end of the spectrum, right? You still don't want your coach to be that mercurial when it comes to the way in which he handles his, his business on the sidelines, right? Absolutely. And that's a lot of frustration and pe- pressure starting to mount on Shanahan. You start looking at his overall record, since he's been there in San Fran and, you know, take away the one Super Bowl run they had, they've been an under 500 team in under his leadership. And when you get that title of genius and, you know, your father's reputation and, you know, you're supposed to be this master of the domain. And now we start to hear the whispers, bro, you with and without Jimmy Garoppolo, his his offense and everything looks like doo-doo. You talk about, here's the other thing, Jay. It's almost like, the pretty girl, she had an off day, bro. She was rust. Cur- curler wasn't working at the house. Electricity right. went out, whatever. She had to hustle and get to school. And when she got there, everybody's like, oh, what's happening? What's wrong with you? You know? And right. then meanwhile, the ugly duckling, this was the day she decided to get all gussied up and pretty. And she comes in, and everybody's like, hey, did you see Marissa today? <laughs> you know? And right now, here's the thing, Jay. You're looking across at Kingsbury, and you're like, damn, y'all see what Kingsbury over there doing? <laughs> and then meanwhile, everybody looking at Shanahan like, ugh, man, you know, I don't know about that. And yeah. like I said, he said, no, he knows it. He sees it. He's looking across at a dude that pretty much has had his number. Yeah. But, you know, you talk about talent-wise for a couple of the plus years, and I know they deal with injuries, it seems, a more, a lot more than we do out here sometimes. But we, right. had, we had a whole bunch of people missing from this game. He had some of his weapons back. We still went in there. I said, we, Kingsbury and the Cardinals went in there and handle their business. And, man, he knows it. He sees it. He's looking across like, you know, that's my contemporary over there. Yeah. And this dude's just beating up on me, making me look silly. Sure. And, and I, the heat is going to start to warm up under his seat just from that victory alone. It's one thing, if you go across and you lose the Tampa Bay, somebody out of your division, you got the Cardinals coming into your house with their backup quarterback and not just scrimping by and winning one. Winning yeah. there made you look foolish, bro. Offensively and defensively, and that, like I said, that that'll get you out of your out of your personality a little bit. Like I said, because I don't, I've rarely seen Shanahan that like disorientated, and but he got, like I said, you can tell it was getting to him a little bit because people are starting to look and talk, and then you know, I do the crossing the other sideline, starting to look real pretty right now. <laughs> <laughs> Believe in the Arizona Cardinals, so. The Cardinals are back home, so we'll see if, if Kyler Murray will play or not. We'll see if D-Hop will be back into the lineup. But uh, the, the Carolina Panthers will be the opponent. The Carolina Panthers, I want to say they are sitting at 4-5 and five right now. Uh, they are yeah, fourth in the NFC South division. And how do you see this one playing out? Um, I'm not, I am not the guy that's going to say, give me four or five games of Colt McCoy. Cause I think you, <laughs> it's a law of diminishing returns. You can do it in short <laughs> stints. So we would love to have Kyler Murray back, but how do you see this one playing out? We, I, I'm especially after, because the, and I think they mentioned this on the broadcast yesterday that they thought that the, 
that the 49ers would have tried to run the ball a little bit more than they did. Um, but what do you think about how this game might play out? Because I do have a lot more confidence in the defense, especially after, again, as you mentioned, the defense traveled and they took care of business in San Francisco. And now they're going to be back home. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this one, and, and you bring up a great point, like with Colt McCoy, we nobody game plan for him this week. They were still even all the way to the end because you never know whether it was a ploy to, to get uh, Kyler in the game without, you know, the, I guarantee San Francisco, they, they were game planning. It was 75, 80% for Murray. And then Colt as a backup, you got to remember, you haven't seen any film on him minus, I mean, maybe a few plays in one of the games. I can't even remember. But yeah. You have no recent film on him. You can go back to last year or whenever the last time he played. But for the most part, they're game planning, thinking Murray. Now you've got film on Colt and you now see a little bit of the game plan. That's why, like, sometimes that second week with the backup, really, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, you know, he balled out there. Then the next week, you're like, well, how do you go from this to that? Because they now have some film and a game plan on you. And, right. you know, they, they know tendencies and different things like that. As far as this game right here, coming up with uh, the uh, Panthers, I mean, as bad as um, <laughs> Sam Darnold's been playing, you're like, you're like, man, I hope they keep him in the lineup. I just, <laughs> man, because, you know, you – Wait, it's watching- Sam Darnold because for those who are listening, we used to do a – and we're, we'll probably get back to it here soon, maybe towards the end of the season, but uh, a, a, a pick'em show called The Neutral Zone. And and so at that time, what was what was my man's name? Um, Bartles. Bortles. Yeah, Blake, Blake, <laughs> Blake Bortles. <laughs> Blake Bortles. It was, he was a, almost a whipping boy for, for Ed, so to speak. So is this is Darnold <laughs> the new Bortles? Man, if you, you, I watch because you know how I have my setup. So I'm yes. able to watch all the games. I watched him a couple times. It was like he was colorblind. He was like, that's one of my receivers. Oh, no. I'm like, dog, you just threw it to somebody wearing a totally opposite color jersey and hit him in stride. I was like, that was oh, a good man. pass. And even when his head coach was like, you can say I watched a little bit of their pre- the press conference from the their head coach, and he was basically like, "Man, I don't care how bad we play as a team, our quarterback can't be out there throwing the ball to the other team as much as he is right now, because we don't stand a chance." And I'm thinking to myself, "Wow, that's a vote of confidence if I ever heard one right there." Right. Um, as far as and they were asking, "Is Sam Donald Sam uh, Darnold still your starting quarterback?" He was like, "I got to look at the film. We got to figure this." <laughs> We got to figure this out. Bro, when they start talking like that, that's when you start go ordering boxes at the, um, you know, go to the, the packing place. Hey, yeah. can I get an order? Can I get like 10 boxes and some tape? Because that's that's not that, – this is not a vote of confidence, bro. You could right. be packing up sometime soon and moving on. Uh, for me, this is – and this – man, this is that typical trap game. Mm-hmm. You just played so well on the road. We might or might not get Kyler back. You might might not get Hopkins back. You got a team coming in that started off three and zero. They're now what you said four, four and, and five, four and five. So you see they're struggling. This is one where they come into your house, and then the other, you know, they don't have a big fan base that's going to travel here. So we should have control of our dome. We should have control of this game from start to finish. Do Carolina like New England just did them? Beat hmm. up on them early, often. Have Darnold out there thinking he's seeing ghosts and stuff like that. Right. You remember that? He, I'm seeing ghosts. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing stuff that just ain't there. We got to make him feel the same way. They got McCaffrey back. 
That's their running game, but but man, do you use that? And the best of the best, one of the best abilities is availability. Yeah, and that yeah. man seems to be going in and out, in and out. I don't know, but and ahead. here's the thing: you got to remember, this is only game two back. Will be game two back for him. He's going to be somewhat on a pitch count. You can't load him up unless you want to, you know, blow that or blow that head gasket on the uh, on the car. You know, now instead of him being gone for a couple more weeks. Once again, he might be shut down for the season. Like you said, every time you turn around, yeah. at least recently, he's been getting a nick. So I'm sure he's going to be on somewhat a pitch count, which means they come in here with a, I guess, frazzled run game at best. And then if you can force Darnold to have to sit back there and drop and figure it out, man, he willing. He threw a pick six. Uh, like I said, it looked like he was aiming for the New England Patriots uh, uh, defender. So we can get him a couple times like that. This would be a game where we handily win it. With, and I'll throw this caveat out there, with or without Kyler Murray. This might okay. be a game, Kingsbury, and we'll follow this through the week. This might be a game where Kingsbury says, you know what? The one we sent everybody out there to San Fran, and in the back of our mind, we want to win every game. But if we would have lost that one, Jay, it's one of those acceptable losses. We the day before, Hop is not there. Murray's not there. We're going with Colt. We lose a game like that. Nothing, no shame in it. Wait, we won that one. So now we're playing with house money. And I'm not saying you want to lose to Carolina coming here to your house. But you're looking at what your defense just did and the game management of a Colt McCoy. You might be able to sneak an extra week out of letting Kyler get that ankle as healthy or at least healthier with another week of rest off. So it'll be interesting for us to monitor Wednesday, Thursday practice, uh, what the status is going on. If he doesn't practice Wednesday and Thursday – I guarantee you that's the way they're going. They're not going to do a walkthrough on Friday and then have him go out there. So that will be interesting for us to manage, to monitor. But like I said, my last statement is with or without Kyler, Colt in the lineup, we should still beat the Carolina Panthers. So what is your pick? I'm going to go with, gosh, you, you got a good point there. So I, I might go with another maybe maybe 30-14. Maybe something like that. Maybe we can, maybe we can have a good, good, uh, good amount of space in between cushion in between uh, ourselves and uh, the Cardinals, of course. Well, you know, you always got a buffer in there that Sam is going to throw us one or lay yeah. it on the ground for us deep in their territory. So I love your score. I would go as much as to say tack on an extra field goal or so, just because he gives us one deep in their territory, and we either get a field goal or run it back. For all we know, thirty-four. 17, and the 17 is late scores by them. I think we handle this game and win this one easily. All right, so that has been another show, another episode of Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Tell a friend to tell a friend about Believe in the Arizona Cardinals here on the Believe Network. And uh, as always, we are presented by Bet Online. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams, and this has been Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And like we always like to say around this time, uh, you can – I'm changing it up, bro. I'm going to tell you, better believe. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.